I'm sorry, were you talking to me? You just take oh. I'm okay. <laughs> Haters make me famous. Hold on, let me just post the selfies real quick. OMG lols rar xd x3. I love Gur. He's like my spirit animal. Less than three. Less than symbol three. How's it going? And OMGs. What's a mother mother? Oh, your parents are lesbians! Brutal! <laughs> TikTok? OMDs, that's my favorite Kesha song. Hashtag get crunk. Hashtag so brutal. Hashtag scene queen. Davi isn't in jail yet, so that justifies me listening to Blood on the Dance Floor because clearly he did nothing wrong. MG. Lolzor's Raffle Copter Rar XD. I'm so cool. What's your space, hey? At your MySpace Windows 98. Our social media presence is unparalleled. Guys, I got arm warmers and this necklace that says Rar XD. Hot Topic is totally back, guys. I'm so hot. Hyper pop. Ugh. I only listen to pop music if it's from Punk Goes Pop. Other than that, it's too mainstream for me. Broken side will never die. My God, did you guys hear 303's back? I don't know what's up with the uh, 200 yaks or whatever, but they're back, guys. Why is my hair fucking flat? Ah. You all wish you were me. Zanzizi Podcast with Rad Dad 2023, Sad Dad, The Beard, Swipe Right Mike, and we don't even have a name for her. We don't, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, oh. Mama Brandy? Mad Bitch Brandy? No, no, God, no. <laughs> I mean, we have... We have a scene queen here. My wife. We have Mama K. (laughs) What about Mama B? (laughs) That's true. We joked about just calling her my wife. (laughs) I mean, you can do that. We can do that. My wife. (laughs) Guys, it's early 2000s. We're setting up our MySpace pages. Oh, God. We're borrowing our mom's flat iron. (laughs) I'm having real bad flashbacks. Our balls circulation is cut off by these tight jeans. We're figuring out who's going to be in our top eight. Yeah. And it's not Tom, <laughs> commie. Uh, good Lord. Welcome. Thank you for being on the show, Randy, today. Thank you for having me. Of course. So you're the scene queen back in the day. Now, let's just get into it a little bit here. Because this was something I didn't understand. As a 41-year-old man in the year our Lord 2023 today, brothers and sisters of Christ, I don't know much about this era. Because I was having babies. As a baby, having babies. I didn't really pay attention to music and culture at the time. I was just out of the service. In 2007, I tried to adapt to the way of the world at the time. (laughs) And on top of getting back home, and then the Virginia Tech shooting, I think it was 2007. The world seemed like a pretty bleak place. But there was a fashion trend going on, and I knew it specifically because of Brother Bear, previous guest of the show, because all of a sudden his hair wasn't so curly anymore. It was very straight. (laughs) (laughs) And his jeans were very tight. Had to wear his sister's jeans, probably. (sighs) Yeah. Girl jeans were the thing. Yeah, that's how I actually got my skinny jeans. I used to go to the women's department. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And be like, yeah, no, I'm shopping for my girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. Are you kidding me? <laughs> It'd be 10 more years till I got a girlfriend. Well, so, Teej, where were you in the early 2000s? Um, I mean, we were 
super focused on still remains at that time so i mean we were touring i mean we were more in the like metal world rather than the like super emo world um we probably looked like we were a part of the emo world a little bit a bit we've all seen that first music video and you know we toured with some of those bands as well i mean we did a tour with hawthorne heights and we did a tour with uh, drop dead gorgeous and aiden and i don't know hey there i i could never stomach it like the the genre to me is like the egg fart genre. Like when it <laughs> <laughs> when it comes on, I'm just like, oh god dang. Well, like, it feels can't. like the uncle, the unmarried, uh, questionable morals uncle of new metal, or aunt or whatever, like a distant relative to that kind of. But I also I also see a lot of what appears to be hair metal. Yeah, it's like it's like they took Motley Crue, and they just like it sassed it up or dyed something. it with pink and purple and yeah. And we're not a review show, so if you like this music, that's fine. And yeah, totally Randy, fine. Obviously, we love you. So Absolutely. if you love this, we love you. Oh, it's dear. fine. Um, I was in high school. I graduated in '05, so definitely that was kind of the peak. The peak then, and then I went in. When I graduated high school, I worked in the bar industry, so constantly around a lot of that that yeah. scene and everything. Um, was it now? Was it one of those things where like it just came out of the blue, or was it like you just started to see? What was it? The music or the aesthetic first? Do you it think? was the for me. It was the music. Yeah. So okay. I grew up in a household where my dad introduced me to a lot of rock at a very, very early age. My dad is the epitome of like 80s hair metal dude. Like as far as like his looks back then, he was the epitome of like band dude, long hair, played guitar, you know, did lighting and sound for stuff. And, um, you know, we we really bonded over music growing up. He was who introduced me to, you know, Led Zeppelin, who's one of my favorite bands, Nirvana, you know, all the way up to, like, Live. That was a band that me and my dad really shared together. So already kind of listening to a lot of rock music and stuff. When I was starting high school, the, the rock music that was really starting to become popular or a lot of the people that I started hanging out with were listening to were bands like... Um, like Blink, maybe? From Autumn to Ashes. From Autumn to Ashes. And, yeah. you know, a lot of that, like, post-hardcore, Glassjaw. I did, yes, I got really into Blink-182. Um, That's totally cool. <laughs> um, that album, and on this day, I that was the first album that I learned to play on guitar. So Ooh. it was, yeah, <laughs> pop punk that was held a special place in the heart. Nice. But um, yeah, just listening to a lot of those, like you get into a lot of those like emo bands, stuff like that. So it was the music, and then you started going out to the shows, and you started seeing how some of the other girls were dressing, and the then all of a sudden show. you're you're wearing two studded belts <laughs> over your tank tops and. <laughs> Your hair that used to be one length and long is now your shortest layer is four inches and there's zebra print dyed into the side <laughs> of it. And you're saying things like rar and <laughs> taking... And you're not a dinosaur? <laughs> no. Uh, we are now, though. It was like a joke that you weren't a scene kid oh. if you didn't like have a digital camera and go down to the local park and take really weird emo pictures of you like swinging on a swing or like <laughs> grabbing your pigtails bent over in front of like a fence or something oh, it, yeah it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah go on mike was <laughs> liking more mike was liking those pictures on myspace i still like those pictures on myspace <laughs> for a while i still had my myspace i did too you and, know what i'm going to say this I liked MySpace, and I still yeah, I miss it. It's cool. Like it more than what Facebook is now. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. you could add your music on there as uh, like later on in MySpace. Yeah, which is really cool. Shoot, you learn basic coding and stuff on MySpace, <laughs> yeah. trying to like personalize Web, your web design. Yeah, well, personalizing your page. And I think that realistically, what this music, this genre, this 
aesthetic of the kids of the time really is is it's like the internet's first music genre birthed essentially i mean it, because myspace plays a fundamentally such a, an important role in the spread because you get bands like owl city who who didn't get signed until they had like literally millions of plays on yeah. myspace yeah my band at the time we were post-rock got huge because of our myspace page and we didn't tour for shit meanwhile TJ's out there doing the grunt work, and I'm just like, listen to this sad song I wrote with no vocals. I hope one day I can meet a singer. <laughs> but it, but it's true. I mean, those things you could get MySpace famous. There was I had a like, friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know her too, Heather. Oh yeah, she was kind of MySpace famous. She was. Yeah. Yeah. So scene kids. X forbidden X. H there was actually yeah I know I remember she, do you remember Forbidden though she yes. was her and like t, uh, what what was her name uh, Tina uh, Tequila whatever oh her name Tila is. Tequila Tila Tequila like they were like the couple of the like real big MySpace like women it's funny you can still Google H there oh yeah there's Heather and all of this is that like, MySpace <laughs> like a friend oh okay she <laughs> was MySpace famous she she's the one that did our like Halloween like pictures and stuff yeah she did our engagement pictures oh, I want to throw this out there and, and forgive me if I'm throwing this out on the podcast, but if you guys have any era specific pictures, send them to me and I'll throw them on our Instagram, which you should like and follow. <laughs> I will. They have a couple. Come on, Mike. I know. Uh, okay, Mike, they, you were they, lost in the abyss of the internet. I know. What, what was your angle, though, Mike? Because we've, we've talked with. Our, our scene queen of the time, but I want to talk about from the male perspective. What was what was it like growing up during that era? You said you worked at uh, I, uh, Magical Place. Yeah, uh, Paxson. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to work at Hot Topic. I was working at Hot Topic and Pine Rest at the time. So, oh, wow. <laughs> oh. hey, you guys are twisted. Yeah, yeah, I'm twisted too. That's why I work here. I'm not a resident, but I could be. <laughs> So yeah, I was working on Hot Topic. I was definitely a huge scene kid, huge into uh, like like tooth and nail. Like that was like my scene. Yeah. Uh, like following like local bands, still remains, Sky's Revolt, Lot of Speed, what have you. Uh, skinny jeans. Uh, I, I was talking to TJ in the kitchen today. Like I uh, lip ring, piercings, black oh, yeah. hair, and having it all like drooped down, straightened, and oh yeah. Did you ever do the snake bites? I did not. I, I did had a that. friend that did. That's did that's that. awesome. Uh, <laughs> I used to tease my hair. Um, like Robert Smith, he was my uh, from the Cure. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was my idol. Oh, like, looking like someone. He's still be. my idol. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Even though my daughter, when we went and saw The Cure, she said, he looks like the penguin. <laughs> Poor Robert Smith. Yeah, and he does. He, does. Yeah, he kind of does. I mean, but that's cool to me, because Danny DeVito He's like 60, cool. so yeah. cut the guy a break. Hey. <laughs> He's hey. old penguin. Old penguin. <laughs> my, uh, at a hot topic, my, uh, they asked me in my interview question, What's, what band are you listening to right now? And it wasn't seen at all. It was Dragon Force. And they're like, you got the job, and I'm like, yay! I can't, I can't wait to sell mini sized T-shirts to boys and girls. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna get into a little bit of the the background here. So, uh, what does it mean to be a scene kid? Someone who took place in the culture or who imitated the style? So you didn't necessarily have to be into the music. You could just be like, I want to look like she does on their MySpace page. <laughs> Um, early usages of scene kid predate, predate the scene subculture and appeared in reference to music genres, raves, and other activities around the late 1990s. Did anybody go to a rave? Um, uh, they always seem so in the cool. 90s. Sorta. Not. I mean, not I like not like a drug rave. Was it like a? I did. The... <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about that. I mean, after watching Blade, I wanted to go to one, but oh my! Mm. I remember yeah. that scene. That's the most iconic scene. The opening. And, yeah. yeah. 
And it's like every time you see a movie with like something that like that in it, my wife and I are like, where do you go for that? Like you don't yeah. hear about like, oh yeah, you go to this place. They have awesome raves, yeah. glow sticks and whippets, and yeah, <laughs> and and Batman, yeah, um, <laughs> beating people up. Those yes. definitely still happen in Detroit. Oh, so. Well, I did, and it was interesting. I bought some uh, aspirin, we'll say, quote-unquote, from a guy in a parking lot, and then went inside, and one of my friends was tripping balls in a car, and I had to calm him down. I was like, Jason, follow my hand. Are you all right? He's like, <laughs> like looking out the window, like He's trying freaking to out like a possum. He was, he was literally a possum scared on his back. And meanwhile, Ryan's just rubbing his face. I know, I'm like, hey, you gotta go in. There's a girl with an alarm clock around her chest, and she's blowing vapor rub in your face. Flavor flame. And he's just sitting there going, exactly, exactly. So yes. Um, in this context, a scene is a kind of community. It's the setting of a milieu of a specific activity or group. The hardcore scene would refer to a group of people who enjoy the hardcore genre of music and who might discuss it with one another. A scene might also include the physical venues for such activities. Hmm. Scene Kid likely became associated with the scene subculture in the mid-2000s when the subculture began to flourish in the U.S., the subculture was mainly popular among teenagers, which is probably why scene kids stuck. As a descriptor for scene enthusiasts, it's possible that the band Hollywood Undead, who were enjoying success on MySpace at the time, may have helped make the term more popular. Mm-hmm. I thought Hollywood Undead was the Johnny Depp band. Mm-mm. No, that's... Um, Hollywood Vampires? Yes. Yeah. Hollywood Undead is that band that took the Crazy Train riff. And it's on keyboard, and it just they do it again, and then they, they incorporate right. They do it again. I have to it's apologize because so me and Josh and probably TJ are gonna sound like old man yelling at Clyde with this <laughs> genre. Well, actually, there was one band I I know a lot of scene kids got into, um, but they were I don't they weren't like hardcore, and that was the the Dresden Dolls. Yes, but that's. To me, that felt like theater kid core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very like all about like Amanda Palmer's kind of super feminist, super feminist, but also her theatrical sense when so, it came to the face paint and all that. What I was just gonna say, it's just so funny hearing you guys like drop, you know, like say all these band names, and I'm just like, oh, I got a story. Oh, I got a story. <laughs> oh, I got a story. I got a story. Dresden Dolls. Dresden Dolls. All right. Uh, Download Festival, London, 2005. Uh, we were there playing, and the Dresden Dolls were on the same label as us, Roadrunner Records, and um, I didn't know too much about them. I mean, like, I had heard them and, you know, knew that they were, like, a two-piece, and uh, turns out that their drummer, I can't remember his name. Brian Viglione. Okay. I had a conversation with Brian for quite a while that, like, I probably sat there and talked for a half hour, hour, didn't barely know each other, but, you know, we just ended up hit, kind of hitting it off, and um, just is a good memory, and I remember he told me that he was cousins with this kid that played the drums in the Agony scene, who we had just toured with, and we became really good friends with them, so there was kind of a, like, a connection, like, oh... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and he like, was a, he was a really nice guy. He was yeah. super nice. Yeah. Super nice guy. I, I didn't meet her though. I, I met both of them in oh, two thousand it was about two thousand five, two thousand six. And it was funny because like I was talked to her and it was about like um musicals and um like we talked about like Hedwig and the Angry Inch, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, that type of stuff. And it was like, okay, you're like your theater, like you said. Mm-hmm. Then I go over to Brian and like we started talking about like old punk bands. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, he's he was a very nice guy. Super nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so one of their early songs, "The Kids," this is Hollywood Undead, uh, references the subculture. The song's lyrics talk about how the singer was accused of being a scene kid. The singer also makes reference to scene kids at the beginning of the song, along with other references relevant to that time period. As a subculture, scene was oriented around music and fashion. It existed concurrently with the emo subculture, which is what I would recognize. Mm -hmm. 
which often prompted comparisons of the two, especially since there was an overlap of bands and sometimes fashion styles between the two groups. Some bands that were prominent in scene culture were Breathe Carolina, Blood on the Dance Floor, Broken Side, Cobra Starship, 303, mm-hmm. My Chemical Romance, uh, and mm-hmm. Panic at the Disco. Mm-hmm. Scene's music taste was eclectic, ranging from traditionally emo bands to bands that tended more towards pop. Scene's fashion was all about bright colors, big layered hair, flashy eyeliner, neon colored clothing, and lots of jelly bracelets. The internet was also important, as MySpace was big with scene kids. Altogether, if the style and culture had to be described in one phrase, it'd be, In your face! (laughs) A lot of finger guns pointed at your head, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now... <laughs> there was also during this time, and I just there was a Netflix documentary about it. Is is it called Is Anybody Up? Yeah, any is anybody up dot com, uh, yeah. and that was uh, Hunter Moore. Yeah, um, it was a site where basically people would go on and say, "Hey, I'm looking for win." AKA nudes of nice. this person, and you'd have <laughs> ex boyfriends, jealous girls. Oh. Also, it was so it was basically it was a revenge, revenge porn, site. revenge nice. porn site where guys would post like they'd break up with a girl, they'd post all of her nudes that they had. That's you'd Jesus have Christ. it was pretty intense. Um, you know what? And Michigan was was hit pretty pretty bad in that because obviously they'd split the forums up by areas, and I had a lot of friends that. Unfortunately, really? during that time, wow. got that's not very got posted. That's no, not, that's not very, that's, that's not very dinosaur. That's very reverse rawr. That's very win rawr. No, but wait, no, that's not winning. <laughs> Damn it, losing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was an online pornographic website based on uh, stolen and hacked photos that ceased operation in 2012, which I feel like is about the time seeing kids go, well, it's time to not be a scene kid anymore. Mm-hmm. About 2012-ish. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Because between that and MySpace shutting down, it's kind of like, well, there goes our backdrop, folks. Has it really shut down? Is MySpace like no more now? No, no it's, it's still it's, it's, it runs. It's just yeah. different. I mean, they've like reworked it. Yeah, but it'll never be the same. No, no, it's just kind of hanging out there. I don't know if anybody uses it. So it, it I feel like MySpace is. We're such boomers because we're like, yeah, it was better when it was back in two thousand two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys well, ever? Because it had about a hundred million people on it. Unfortunately, everybody and their grandma is now on Facebook, and no one is going to get off yeah. of it. That's you know true. what's great about MySpace, though, is you truly only saw what you wanted to see from like your friends yeah. and stuff like, by going to them, versus you know going out and seeing your drunk uncle's racist rants. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. It, well, not only that, but like, like it wasn't just it wasn't racist rants. It wasn't any of that. It was literally just like, hey. Such and such posted a new song. Check this out. Share yeah. this thing. It was more about community, and it was a perfect platform for people who were in bands. Yes, I actually found out about like at least, and I'm not. This estimate isn't even me overestimating. It's like probably at least fifty solid bands during that time. Easily, like, um, this amazing band I loved at the time and still love called Color Revolt, and yeah. another band called Deer in the Headlights all came from mm-hmm. that era, and it was very emo-y, but like. You still had all the the main bands that we loved that were continuing to do stuff, you know, like Nine Inch Nails, Radiohead. Nine Inch Nails puts out with teeth in the early 2000s. Radiohead has in rainbows. So, like, all of our our music was fine. Um, I think that's how I found Dragon Force. Was MySpace? Yeah. Interesting. That's how I found uh, uh, The Sound of Animals Fighting. Mm. Never heard. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yep. I, I believe um, that was how. Um, oh boy, uh, the band that we were talking about earlier with. Uh, wow, that's a blank. Never mind. We were talking about a band that you found out about on my. I played with the Dresden Dolls. Why am I blanking on them now? Oh, with Brendan Urie. Oh, Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Thank you. Uh, they got big because of MySpace. Mm-hmm. So the guy's a dick. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. He's a total asshole. Yeah, he's a dick. He's got to be. The term 
Or, uh, do you guys remember Zanga? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. Zang- remember Zanga. Live Journal? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Live journal, oh, yeah. Live Journal. I had a Zanga. Never had a Live Journal. That was Photo Bucket. <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> FaceTheJury.com. Hotornot.com. Hotornot. SuicideGirls.com. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Suicide yeah. Girl. I was not allowed to go there at home. <laughs> That's still a Bamboo thing, Jessica. I still remember <laughs> one of the girls. Oh, man. Yeah. It was, a, I mean, look. Ladies and gentlemen, we still had comedies coming out in theaters at the time. There, there. I, I, I'm nostalgic, but also kind of like at face at, at arm's length to it in a in a way because it's like we we went through that era of the internet. We were bound to like the culture as a whole was bound to make some some stupid mistakes, and obviously we touched on isanyoneup.com and all that. There was some huge drama. See, see the Netflix documentary. That guy's a piece of shit. But like, um, I think music at the time it was nice because we had the internet to experience all these different genres. And sometimes when you make say soup or you make chili, you like to throw in some I don't know risque ingredients. Beer. <laughs> Who knows? Beer chili probably tastes delicious, but. Sometimes you throw in too many ingredients, and some of this music sounds like that to me. <laughs> yeah. too, too much salt and too much pepper can spoil anything. So yeah. too much auto tune or too yeah. much trap mm, beats true. or too yeah. much too many cooks. Certain too things just cooks. don't work together. So the term "scene kid" was used by members and outsiders of the scene subculture alike. When the word was used by non-scene kids, it was often accompanied with mockery. Yeah, <laughs> you can't rar, I rar. <laughs> See, I think that that's kind of like, I mean, I was talking to Mike about this earlier today yeah. about, you know, people would call you a hipster or they would call you a scene kid. And I always thought that both were the same. Well, but, in our era, we learned, <laughs> like if you liked, if you pretended to like, say, like grunge when you were in middle school, it was like, you don't like that. You're a poser. Yeah, something. right. Yeah, like I had a kid tell me I was in a Nine Inch Nails shirt. I remember this distinctly. This this bratty girl, I was walking through the computer area at Plainwell Middle School, and she goes, Ryan Herrick, you're a poser. I was like, <laughs> what? Like, because I was wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt, and she yeah. didn't think I knew the band. Mm-hmm. I tried to explain And now it. she's dead. No, Damn. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, you took it there. Whoa, that got Suck real it. dark. I wow. dropped an anvil on that bitch. <laughs> tried to explain it to him earlier. Hipster versus a scene kid. To kind of describe it a little bit, the hipsters were the ones hanging out at the coffee shop and like had that kind of. They were less goth, less black, and less less, like neon colors. Yeah. If you want a good like visual, look at me. I look like a hipster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hipsters like Weezer. Yeah, Weezer. They were modest mouse and that type of like. You know, Arcade Fire. Whereas, like, <laughs> Arcade Fire, yeah, yeah. Okay. That type of Arctic thing. It all makes Monkeys. sense. So, like, I, it, yes, Arctic, yeah. those type of bands were then, like, scene, like, the real true scene kid was the Broken Side and Blood on right. the Dance Floor mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Whereas, I listened to some of those bands, like, 303, Panic at the Disco, that kind of stuff, but I was more of, like, the emo scene. I had the, like, Teased up, multi-layered hair, and we're gonna have we to did have the RAR, and we did the the studded oh, belts and all of that kind of stuff. But I was more like in high school, I was listening to Glassjaw and Taking Back Sunday and Brand New and From Autumn to Ashes. Thursday, every time I die. Thursday and every time I die, and those type of bands, Chiodo, Silverstein, like a lot of the like screamo metal core. I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Coast Hardcore. I mean, I have. Well, you was, married the right man, that's for sure. I don't know about that. I, See, I'm not into I a know, lot of that I annoy a lot of him, or annoy him with a lot of my music. You know it's, what, but, it's it's fine. I mean, I'd like when Casey's listening to her crying her grandma's underwear type sad folky indie shit. I'm like, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing with Brandy. I mean, like, I'll give her some shit sometimes, but like, if she wants to put that on, just but listen I've, to it. Just I've also it. introduced you to a couple like sitting color. Yeah, sitting color's great. Stuff like that. You but. know what? I would rather that than what my wife listens to. <laughs> The other day, we were driving along as a family, and she puts on, like, 
Jake Owens or whatever. He's like, Breaking 190 is a big old dirt. <laughs> oh, nope. Nope. Breaker 19, just a bigger dirt. Just a big old turd. <laughs> just a big old turd. Breaker 19, just a big old turd. <laughs> now I just sit in a room by myself with the lights off, listening to Cigarettes and uh, black metal. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, I. I think you find what you like out of all of it. You know what I mean? Like the stuff that really, that really latches on stays forever. I, I, I like some of that stuff too. Like when I we had our our first episode ever was me and my brother talking about new metal specifically. Yeah, and talking about that stuff was really interesting for me because I I had went into it thinking I'm just gonna shit all over this the whole mm-hmm. time, but like spending the time and listening to it yeah i listened to a bunch of scene kid playlists on spotify today in fact i'll link one of them in the description um it's not terrible there's stuff in there that i'm like wait this is oh i love this Some band that's not great so there's there's Broken stuff that, there's stuff that's <laughs> killers it's the killers. It's killers. Oh, I love the killers. It was Metro Station before that, which That's actually, yeah. See, was it Metro Station? That was Miley Cyrus's brother's thing, wasn't it? I don't know. Tommy Cyrus had a band. <laughs> I'm just assuming his name's Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, get over here. Your this sister's was... got her songs. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was kind of confusing to me, like because I feel like every musical era yep. has its scene kids or hipsters like I you know but I can't tell the difference between the both so I mean if you think about like 80s you know like hair metal in the 80s well I mean I guess it could have been hair metal it could have been stuff like Flock of Seagulls new wave new wave stuff or it could have been punk you know what I mean but they're they're all scene kids right to their so, scene, their yeah. their yeah. respective scenes, right? Yeah. Or, or you know, in the sixties and seventies, you know, you got all like the flower kids, you know, the totally, or, or totally. Whatever. Um, so I didn't know if we were gonna like dive into the the history of all all of that, or if we were oh, just gonna kind of. Well, I I figured I'd do a kind of like we could talk off the cuff initially. Yeah. Um, I can get into uh, this the aesthetics. I mean, I didn't. I don't have a history like verbatim, like as yeah, it yeah, rises, because yeah. it's really, like you said, mid two thousands. It starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty twelve really, is when it really When somebody really says dies scene out. kids, yeah, they scene think, kids, that's what they think. They that think era, right? Mid two thousands. Okay, gotcha. But um, scene is a movement, as I've kind of said. It was a subculture, kind of the genre of that era early 2000s out of the hardcore scene and became popular in the mid 2000s members of the original scene subculture were nicknamed scene kids scenesters or trendies trendies i do i do want to say real quick this song mr brightside i sang this at karaoke and i bombed hard <laughs> bummer I, I cannot reach those high notes at all oh, save my life fun I, fact fun fact <laughs> no i love it I, I don't know how many i don't know how many times i've done that bombed a karaoke yeah Really? What? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, Our first date. <laughs> what? What was this? Whoa. Did it suck that bad? <laughs> Damn. I was sick. Made an impression honest. though. You were sick. Uh, I remember one time I tried to sing the Counting Crows. Aww. Or maybe a maybe I, I tried to sing a Soundgarden song and like at the end I think it was mm. Fell on Black Days maybe or like Black Hole Sun and I just could not hit those like high notes and I just made an ass out of myself. That was really cool. They got a wipe out a of it. Couple pilots and tra- yeah. singing. It wasn't yeah. horrible, yeah. but you could tell that you were sick. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. We should do karaoke. Right yeah, now. that would be fun. We all have mics. Yeah. That's true. Not singing. Scene kids. We paint our paint our fingernails, and we can all be singing scene kids. Singing scene kids. Yeah. Hell, maybe one day we'll just scrap doing the podcast and just do karaoke. <clears throat> An acapella fun. scene group. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) often confused with or used interchangeably with emo I remember hearing that too Mm -hmm. now a lot of times they say about every 20 years we go back as far as generational concerns when it comes to like music and styles and I heard I saw a lot of videos online that were like we think the roaring twenties are gonna come in hard with the scene kids because like it's, th- it's already start. You're seeing a lot of the the style from the like 
I mean, early, tech- late, late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. starting Coming to back. come back. Like, yeah. I'm walking into Target going, I wore that shit in high school. What yeah. is that doing out again? Yeah. Like, Put that away. Why? It's awakening something inside of you. Yes. <laughs> TJ. <laughs> TJ. How do you like my hair? TJ oh my suddenly God. got cloud, sit- cloud hair from Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. Yeah. What? It's got, like, black ma- mascara running. It goes yeah. super sane. <laughs> but like yeah the 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 you know it, it, dust off your sister's jeans fellas i mean we're gonna these things do come around and emo i think in the early 2000s would have been about 20 ish years because that's mid 80 late 80s especially like some of like the, the the earliest earliest stuff so yeah even in the 2000s or the 2010s i remember specifically seeing genres pop up again or what we've mentioned before how suddenly kids are like well new metal's great now i see that yeah. too yeah yeah that's I so get made fun of at work for my love affair with limb biscuit so the kids don't think josh is the cool most yet. unabashed okay. limb biscuit lover there's nothing wrong with limb biscuit oh it does i know it all there's the nothing lo- wrong with limb biscuit I- they are fine <laughs> musicians and Fred is just a goofy fella. They are fantastic live. Yeah. Oh, and that's the thing. Like, you actually listen to them playing their instruments. Like, they're solid. The yeah, bass are. playing, especially, yeah. is so yeah. good. Wes Borland is a hell of a guitar player. Hell yes, he, he is. Really is. I mean, when he's like when he's not doing Limp Bizkit stuff, like a lot of like power chords and riffs, like he can shred. He plays some really interesting shit. Like, yeah. His other talented. band uh, was it called like Deadhead or Blacklight Burns? Yes. You're right. He in that? Yeah, I checked them out. Blacklight Burns is Wes Borland's other band. Okay. Um, well, he has another one too. I'm sure he I does. But yeah, like he's a damn good guitar player, and his drummer is always in the pocket. Perfect. I wish Fred would have never stopped screaming though. Yeah, that's that's one. Three dollar bill, y'all was that was it for me. Perfection. Love that first record. It was fucking awesome. Still is amazing. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And the and also. Um, I don't know. He does a lot of good screaming on that Eat You Alive song. Yeah. Really good. Fun, it, fun fact, I went to high school with the guy that sings in the song in the background. Oh, yeah? Sleeping with Sirens. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like I need some yo-yos or something. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm, I'm picturing yo-yo tricks. It looked like you were juggling. <laughs> juggling yo-yos. There you go. That's cool, though. I, You know... My brother could have very easily been a bass player for a band like this, but I was like, no, you're playing bass in a big boy band. <laughs> I used to be in a, like a little emo band, and yeah. uh, it was it was like the Spawn. Like we did a lot of like Blink-182 covers. I played the drums, but I was no Travis Barker at all. <laughs> but the beginning was, wasn't any Travis Barker either, yeah, well, to be true. fair. No, that's true. That's very true, and I never will be that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the visuals for Scene Kids. Diamonds, various patterns, checkers, polka dot stripes, zebra stripes, plaid, and leopard prints. Dinosaurs, rainbows, skulls, neon colors, and glitter. Butterflies. The fashion. Uh, basically, bright pattern clothing, converse and van shoes, sneakers, tight clothing, hair bows, franchise, uh, franchises and characters that were popular when Scene was in its peak. For example, Gloomy Bear, Hello Kitty, Domo, Invader Zim, and Skell Animals. Oh my god, Sailor Invader Moon Zim. was another one. We yeah. saw oh, yeah. all that hot topic. I know mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about. Striped raccoon tails, plastic pearl necklaces, oversized and nerd sunglasses, shutter Slip. shades, Slips. skinny Slip. jeans... Studded belts, bandana scarves, band t-shirts and bracelets, jewelry made out of candy, tutus and tutus and tiaras, tutus. <laughs> What's a tutta? Tutas. I'm such an old man. Fingerless gloves, jelly bracelets, diamond necklaces, tattoos and piercings. Hot. Mm-hmm. Hair and makeup, chunky neon highlights, black eyeliner, big side bangs, smoky eyes, raccoon eyeliner, flat iron teased or spiked hair, mostly raccoon. dyed black or blonde. Also, also uh, always carrying a razor blade in your pocket just for show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or it was on so your... I got to <laughs> shave after the show, guys. Yeah. No, it's not for cutting myself. It's, uh, I'm just so depressed. That's what I was throwing down. <laughs> You know, you talked about cloud earlier, but I do distinctly remember a lot of people doing the like straightened out 
front, and so it would be really long. It was, I mean, it was the Karen cut. Yes, yeah. it was around that time because I I remember. I mean, shoot, I think I did that haircut at one point because it was my the front was really long and straight, I and then the back was a little bit shorter, but like spiky. I want to see you with hair. On, oh, your, dude. On, your, on your head. My hair used to be down to the, like, past the middle of my back. Damn, that's hot. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. I loved it. It's like a, a horse's mane. I want to put yeah. a saddle on you and they should ride make a you final, into the sunset. They should make a Final Fantasy where all the characters are just a bunch of Karens <laughs> pushing a soccer mom van in the desert. Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> In the beginning, the pushing a vehicle. You're like a that's like a scene kid game for sure. You, I feel like I felt like I was in a boy band like when I played that game. That's yeah. on uh, PlayStation now as well, isn't it? Yes, ma'am. I think I can still do that with my hair. It goes all the way down to here if I yeah. pull it down. Oh, yeah. It was funny things. actually when my wife and I first started dating. My hair was longer than hers. Let's see. Ooh, look at that. Oh, yeah. I miss being able to put my hair in my mouth. I hate my parents. They won't buy me an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I just want some Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, some of the popular TV shows of the time, Adventure Time, Fanboy and Chum Chum, Gloomy the Naughty Grizzly. That's from 2021. That's just aesthetically. Happy Tree Friends. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My Little Pony, mm-hmm. Naruto, and SpongeBob SquarePants. Stick death. Do you guys remember Salad Fingers? Yeah, that was a primary yes. thing then too. Salad Fingers was sweet. It was actually uh, your wife who clued me into Salad Fingers. Yeah, this shit's so unnerving. Yeah, <laughs> it's I great. A, I had a pet that I named after Adventure Time. I had a Persian cat. They had so the main characters in Adventure Time were Jake, Jake the and dog. Finn. Yeah. And then they had that episode or they had episodes where they had like alternate versions yeah. of themselves that were Fiona and a calico cat named Cake. <laughs> oh yeah. I had a female calico Persian that we named Cake. That's cool. Because <laughs> of that. That show. So some of the popular magazines at the time were the Alternative Press in Kerrang. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Brands Care Bears. David and Goliath, Gloomy Bear, Happy Bunny, Hello Kitty, Monster High, My Little Pony, Nyan oh, Cat. I'm, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to talk about you don't it. Need to Come talk on. About it. Let's hear it. So there's a lovely cover of Kerrang! out there that has my beautiful husband on it, shirtless. No, there's not a cover of it. It's small in the corner of the cover. Yes, it is. I've found it. It's you with your arms out and that giant boa, a- and you're wearing like a, <laughs> a, a rosary, and you've got eyeliner. Oh yeah. And it's just like a corner, like because there was a story, like there's more pictures of you, Mike, and Jordan. Yeah. On the inside, but the they put the little thing on the corner of the cover, and it's just you, Jesus style with a snake. Ooh. I don't think I was on the cover. You can I find that on our Instagram. Yeah, or if any any Zanzizi I'm, fans want to send I'm that to us, we would love sure. to post that. Yeah, we could find it. Zanzizi sure. uh, on Instagram. <laughs> oh boy, got all hot and bothered here about fans, that. Zanzizi. It's a thirteen foot python. That thing was fucking real cool. I remember doing that that photo shoot. Oh, you're talking about an actual python. Yeah. Okay. Do you happen to <laughs> yeah. remember what was the the main part of the the cover? Mm-mm, no. I don't remember who the main. I don't think it was a cover I don't think story. We were on the cover. I'm pretty sure you were we on had, the cover. So we it wasn't s- the one with Kiss then, probably. No. no. Okay. <laughs> we had. We, I mean. Oh yeah. We had a good relationship with Kerrang, <laughs> and we spoke to them many times. We did like a Kerrang radio recording where we played some acoustic songs, and we did. I think you have oh. the magazine downstairs. Yeah, it's downstairs I found somewhere. one with Nightwish on the cover with oh, you. There you go. Oh, oh. oh, no shit. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't even remember that. Oh, wow. That's cool. Look at kids. I'm on the cover of Kerrang. Oh, with I looked, Nightwish. I looked like Pete Wentz, though. <laughs> I was thin and had hair. I loved wow, Fallout Boy totally back do. in the day. Come on now. Huh. So we, we kind of alluded to the female influencers. There was Audrey oh, Kitching, yeah. Boxy, Claude Beauty, Creepy Chan, Anna <laughs> Beth, Anna Minx. Hillary Haywire. Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star. Yeah. Who's kind of like taken over the makeup world Fashion, on YouTube. Yeah. Fashion. 
Uh, Kat Von D, I think I said. Uh, mm-hmm. Miss Hollywood, Vanna Venom, Zooey Suicide. Mm-hmm. Like the fashion, scene music changed through the years as well. Scene music or scene core takes a lot of inspiration from screamo and second wave emo of the 90s. Bands like Orchid expanded on the more laid-back post-hardcore of the 70s and 80s with explosive instruments and vocals. In the early 2000s to around 2005, scene kids would listen to pop punk and emo, acts like Fall Out Boy saw critical success in the early to mid-2000s under these genres. The success of releases from bands around the same time, like Seosin, who merged post-hardcore and metalcore, skyrocketed the popularity of post-hardcore music. They did it perfect, by the way. Seosin was sweet. They were great. And in 2003 to 2007, scene kids listened to hardcore, metalcore, deathcore, and post-hardcore. In 2008, electronic music became popular within the subculture in a genre called crunkcore increased in popularity. Around this time, many emo, pop, and post-hardcore scene artists began incorporating electronics into their music and began popularizing <laughs> trancecore. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we playing with? Uh, is that Poison the Well? Uh, I'm not sure what this is. It looks We're all like digging a... up still remains shots of Teach. <laughs> oh, it looks like a concert. For, uh, Let me see. It's uh, Like a yeah, concert like poster? A... Or? Okay. Oh, it still remains Sinai Beach and Demiricus. We that was a UK tour we did. I feel like you have the the current downstairs. Go look for it. I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anybody to see that. Yeah. Oh boy. So progressive post hardcore began to pick up steam near the 2010s with bands like Of Machines and Broadway incorporating trance and electronics into the emo pop and post hardcore compositions. In the early 2010s, pop punk and emo pop had a small revival, and electronic post-hardcore became very popular with bands like Bring Me the Horizon, seeing massive success. Scene music would see a gradual decline through the 2010s as it became less popular in the mainstream, but bands like Hands Like Houses still saw moderate success while expanding on the progressive post-hardcore sound. In recent years, coming to a head in around 2019, electronic scene music made a revival in the form of hyperpop and indie-tronica. Inspired by older scene bands, artists like 100 Gex and Underscores popularized popularized an abrasive internet core style of hyperpop that bent the cutesy and feminine aesthetic of mid-2010s hyperpop into the emo scene. You know, one of my favorite genres of music is definitely electronic style music but I don't know if any of the bands that I liked came out of that era. Like Electronica or Yeah, like Electronica like Trance even um, like Underworld's one of my favorite bands Mm -hmm. and they like we were talking specifically about the movie Blade. There's an Underworld song that's playing when they all go into that rave in the beginning of that movie. Is that who I didn't know that was that. I think it's a remix, but it's Underworld because I can hear the singer singing. Okay. Crystal Method. Crystal Method was a huge... Like, I bought Vegas straight from Best Buy, put it in my Thunderbird, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm the coolest motherfucker on the planet right now. I go-go dance for them. Oh, really? So, when I was 23, about, I got involved with the electronic music scene and started go-go dancing for a lot of, like electronic events raves and it kind of got to the point where we were doing festivals electric oh, wow. forests edc wow. bonnaroo that kind of stuff so up until i was 27 that's wow. that's what i did is traveled around and go-go danced and did you were any of the the i don't know if you would call musicians or djs but like were any of them really cool yeah, there were yeah. a lot that were really cool. There were She's a lot there. that were super douchey. There were mm. a lot that were super creepy. There were a lot that were super, <laughs> you know, like some that have gotten canceled. I've go-go danced for Datsik, and he went through a big cancellation thing. Um, mm. I've done events where Bass Nectar was playing, and, you know, he was canceled um, for some stuff. But I've also worked with a lot of really, really great artists in that genre um cruella they're they were amazing zed is super awesome and super kind um, dead mouse she did dead for him yeah so, um, oh, wow that's the big mouse head uh, guy yeah yeah um not not chuck e cheese <laughs> <laughs> oh. dad of life steve aoki like oh wow he, he was 
kind of douchey, but also kind of fun to work with. I get it. Um, but yeah, there were there were some times. Some times. Like you both times. lived a life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, some of the slang of scene kids. Wow. Scene Rawr. lingo. <laughs> Our abbreviations derived from the internet, internet like LOL, STFU, IDGAF, OMG, and WTF. Oh, these are interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> Brutal, mm-hmm. but the O and A are replaced with zero and four. Yep. Betch, mm-hmm. a misspelling of bitch. Yes, stupid bats. <laughs> shut up, batch. You shut up, late to the batch. Festival, bitch. Uh, F-U, but E-F-F-Y-U-U. Emoticons, such as the... It looks like the laughing on the side face, so X-D. Mm-hmm. Hardcore, H-X-C. Yeah. Rad, rad and fly, both are slang terms for cool. Uh, that was around in the Rar. 80s, though. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> don't, don't give this to them damn scene, scene kids. <laughs> so much like a dad just like... <laughs> That Give was me. ours, damn it. That yeah. was ours. Rad dad. Yeah, exactly. Rar, sometimes said as rar, meaning I love you in dinosaur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rar. I had no idea that that's what the You can what it find was. shirts that literally say rar means I love you in dinosaur really? with like the little little T-Rex. I remember Lights at Sea was playing a show in Detroit and there was a guy that had a hoodie on. And it was him and one other guy in the band, and they were—they must have just fallen off of their senior year of high school, like little baby boys. And his hoodie said, uh, "To love, to to write love on her arms." Yeah. And yeah. I was like, "What the hell is that?" That foundation is actually it's pretty awesome. pretty great. They yeah. donate. Um, I would love to get involved with them actually because they donate a lot of money to help with. Suicide and depression. Oh, wow. And, Email zanzizi like at gmail.com. Zanzizi podcast at gmail.com. We'll shout you out. Yeah. That, that was huge in the scene, actually. Like, yeah. um, they were big, big advocates for like suicide prevention and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a total like emo sounding name to write love on her art. I know. I thought it was you some I mean? like. Uh, but it's it's probably about like track marks. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah, they were at like Cornerstone Festival all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. A bunch of I remember apparel. Yeah, a lot of a lot of bigger bands. Remember, I think Under Oath was like involved with them. Like there are a lot of bigger well, bands. That's in the good. Scene See, that I appreciate involved. that. I'm glad yeah. I brought that up because at first I was like, I don't know if this band is really lame or what. Yeah. What no, the deal it's, is, but it's a it's a brand. It's a foundation or a, a brand or something like that, and they're all about you know depression and, and suicide prevention and stuff like that. So I mean, listen nice. to some of the lyrics that some of the, of some of those songs that were big in the scene back then. Hawthorne Heights, slit my wrists and black my eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, black my eyes. God, God bless him. Casey was a really, really great guy. That was a great audio clip that we just saw. <laughs> He's a guy that he plays like the third guitar in Hawthorne Heights, and he did all the screaming. Super nice. I'm not into that band at all, but they are all super sweethearts. And he uh, he ended up passing away, and uh, uh, it was super sad. But he's he was a really good guy. Good memories. Yeah, I I I think one one of the things that. I've learned, especially as I've gotten older, is don't necessarily judge a book by its cover, no. which is, you know, one of those, I don't know if that came from the 70s or 60s, but I appreciate it because it's true. I mean, a lot of these people, I've met country musicians who are cool as shit, and I'm not necessarily into, say, like modern country or anything, but they're they're all they're doing what they love, and, you know, people yeah. have a story, people have a life, and I can understand especially with you you'd mentioned the, the suicide awareness i think being that first real like generation of internet culture post post kind of our thing um oh technical difficulties yeah that was weird yeah, yeah. i know so i cut yeah, out I got my right ear yeah sorry um well, yeah. While the, while you're fixing that, go ahead. So it's dead air. Um, that's why I really love. Like, I, I'm sure we all heard about Dave Grohl being like the the coolest dude 
yeah. in oh, the music absolutely. industry. Yeah. Um, and the story being that he actually learned that from Dimebag Daryl of Pantera right. because Dime, his thing was like he would show up to a festival. He didn't care what genre you played. He didn't care who you were. Uh, he would go to everybody's dressing rooms with a bottle of whiskey ready to say, hey, let's do shots. Yeah. Let's have fun. And yeah. That was that was his thing. And be, that's why everyone loved him. And that's why, of course, Dave took that and was like, you know, what? I don't I don't care if you played, you know, country or pop or disco or whatever, because you're doing what you love. Ultimately, unless you're racist, that's cool. Like, let's party. Yeah. Nice. I toured with so many bands that I couldn't stand, but honestly, like most of them were all super sweet people, and and they just want acceptance. Good times. At the end of the day, we just want people to say, "Hey, man, like I see you. You're yeah, I see you. Being. We can we can hang out. Let's hang out." Did you ever exactly. tour with Emery? That's still one of my favorite bands. Um, never toured with Emery, but like we've played shows with them. Um, oh, I don't know what's going on. Sorry, yeah, it's so strange. It's like cutting in and out. Oh, mine was doing that too for a minute. Oh, keep talking. Going offline. Oh. Anyway, so Emory is a like an emo core band. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. they're from Seattle. Um, Emory. Uh, so before he played drums in Emory, Dave Powell, their drummer, played in a band called The Bowels of Judas, and we toured with them a, a bunch back in like 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when, then he ended up moving from Indianapolis out to. Seattle, and he started playing drums with Emery, and uh, I mean, I think we've played shows with them. We never really toured with them, I don't think. Um, good group of guys. Good group of guys for sure. Like some of them would come to our shows in Seattle when we were out there, and I mean, we've gone to theirs when they've come here, and you know, they're cool. Nice. Yeah. All right, we're gonna wrap this bad bear up. I'm gonna have a quiz, and so. I think, quick, 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 quick. I think the best way to do this is to ask our guest these questions. Oh, dear. And okay. the quiz is Put the pressure on. Are you a scene kid? Oh. I think we established that already. <laughs> <laughs> right. What if we did it instead of uh because we know she was. Mm-hmm. Let's answer it as a collective and most uh most voted on answer is what okay. we'll do. So we'll decide if the podcast is, is Zanzizi a scene kid? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number one. Do you have color in your hair or use a flat iron? Yes. A, yes. B, no. C, I use a flat iron. D, I have some color. I think we're going to go with A because... I've done all of that, so mm-hmm. I have done that. I don't do that right now. This is natural gray. <laughs> 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 All right, so A gets a, 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 gets a yes. A. All right. Do you like piercings? Yes, no, and depends where. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, at one point in time, it was anywhere and everywhere. Now it depends where, but so I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> All right. 303, I'm telling you. Do you shop at Hot Topic, PacSun, or Forever 21? A, yes, all of them. B, none. Or C, sometimes. A. <laughs> is, is this now or past? Uh, did you at any point? Oh, well, yes. Well, then yeah. no. Yes. That wasn't me at all, I, ever. <laughs> I bought clothes from all three, for sure. I mean, where else were you going to find band t-shirts in Grand Rapids, Michigan? Yeah, yeah they, they had some cool men's stuff at uh, Forever 21 for a little bit. Almost like Urban Outfitter type stuff. I yeah. love Urban Outfitters. But like, if I wanted a Cradle of Filth shirt, the only place I was going to go was the creepy dungeon version yeah. of Hot Topic. Number four, would you consider yourself a concert person? Yes. Yes, yes. no, or depends on the concert? Depends on the concert. Um, yes. Yes. Do you like skinny jeans? Yes, no, or sometimes? Yes. No. Currently wearing them. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, ooh, so we got a... Oh. Do you like we music? Time. We got outrun. Do you like music? No, fuck that. Right. What is, fuck, fuck, fuck that shit. Music what is, is the worst music? music. What, is, what is music? Only posers <laughs> play music. Yeah. Do you consider your style hardcore? A, not really. B, yes. I still wear skinny jeans and band tees. Maybe. So. I mean, 
I don't wear the studded belts anymore. I'm middle-aged, washed-up, metalcore vocalist dad. <laughs> You're style. not washed up. <laughs> washed just, up. Just, just the question is, how Bath often water. do you wear band shirts? Every, every fucking day. day. Every day, yeah. So Every day. I mean, not today. <laughs> Metal gear. <laughs> That's Metal a sweet gear. shirt. No. I love it. Yes. Do you... Okay. Do you label, do you label yourself as seen? Not anymore, yes. but no. at one point in time. At one point. Yeah. So there is an answer that says, a little... Yeah, at one point I totally was. Guys, we're scene kids. We gotta go. <laughs> I'm going to relive it. Not even Saturday. Not even through the quiz. We're I, already. I think I was we're, a, we're already. I was a hybrid like gun or grunge goth scene kid that like sang in a metal band. It was totally fucking weird. Love no, it. I, I, I was fit the in exact with any same of way. It, but I had I was I did all of like little pieces of all of it. You, well, you're of the age too, man. I mean, like you're you and I grew up at the same time. Like we're very like raised on like the '80s, the hair bands, the mm-hmm. you know the, the classic flannel. rock, the flannel, the grunge, and like we just yeah. when we both graduated high school, that's like the internet was there, but not really the way it was. We're all five kind years of the later. same age group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, see, I think we're me. the s- exact enough. same age. Close enough. 38? 38. Okay. And she's only a couple years younger, I'm, so. I'm 35. Yeah, so. so she's oh, wow. like my sister's generation, which is, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, I mean, we're kind of the it, bridge yeah, here. MySpace was huge. That mm-hmm. was the sneaking out and still putting a comforter over your home computer so your parents didn't hear the dial up noise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Haunting. looking forward to Vans warp tour in the summer and swearing and making sure that you broke in your new vans that you bought for warp tour before you went or you knew you were having blisters that was making fun of your your current co-worker for breaking their arm at mayday parade during <laughs> during warp tour i went in the pit and it wasn't very raw <laughs> uh, but i broke my arm <laughs> He swears he was just walking through May Day Parade, but... See, I, I'm right there with you because, like, in high school, I was not part of any group because it was like I associated with, like, the stoners. Then I was hanging out with the heavy metal kids, you know, and, like, because I remember this magical time in 1996, 97. Hey, guys, there's this really heavy band called Slipknot. Have you heard of it? Yeah. You know, we we're all passing the CD around, like, like this is magical. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've worn many different hats. Yeah, same. Yeah. Music and You kind of associate style. with everybody in everybody. a way, so you kind of take a little bit from everybody. There were days I'd go to high school, I, I want to dress like Kurt Cobain, and then I'd want to like dress like Chino uh, Moreno, and I'd want to dress like Fred Durst, and I'd want to dress like fucking... Uh, I just would want to wear a flannel. Or, a, or or some plaid, or the next day I would want to wear fishnets on my arms and put eyeliner and on your legs. legs. I just connected with all of it in, 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 in different ways. And then there was days where you just wanted to piss off all the rednecks that you went to high school with. Exactly. And you like, I'm going to wear a cape to work uh, to school yeah. just because. Yep. I agree with everything everyone said. You guys are <laughs> such great co-hosts, and we had the best guest today. She rocked Woo! it. Good job, B. Woo. Be, Good job, my wife. Do you have my any? Wife. Do you have anything you want to promote for this episode? As far as like maybe anything locally or anything going on? No, you guys plug where I work so much that I feel bad saying it again. Plug it again. You know? Flourish. Come, yeah, come high five B in person. Tell her about your scene kid days. Get a scene kid haircut. There you go. By yeah. B at her work. There you go. Get a free pre roll. By B. Yeah, yeah, by you. You're gonna want somebody to buy me? No, 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 no. No. You're you're gonna give free scene haircuts at Flourish and 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 give away free pre rolls. Dude, I mastered cutting my hair with a razor blade. (laughs) I want to be a suicide girl. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Dude, that was a goal. Turning 18 and becoming a suicide girl for (laughs) me too. (laughs) Oh, suicide girls. I think that's still a thing, isn't it? Uh, uh, I would I think, no, I'm not going to Google it. I think OnlyFans kind of kind of took over that. That's a good point. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah. And also, if you're contemplating suicide, call the suicide hotline at 1-800-SUICIDE, I think it is. We don't have a better help supporter. <laughs> That's they're true. Not, they're not supporting us. Better help. Contact Zanzizi podcast at d- gmail.com. We'll 
do your ads if you pay us. Or uh, <laughs> love what an endorsement. Um, but yes, if you're experiencing difficult thoughts, call 988 or 911. There is a national suicide number. But anyways, yes, that's been your episode. Tej, what's going on in your world? Do you have anything you want to cu- uh, throw out? Uh, probably just listen to Zanzizi, listen to Glassfield, and listen to Dead Me. We're going to have some new Glassfield and Dead Me music out next month. That's right. Watch out, folks, because it'll be in your earwebs. Also, there's nine Halloween episodes slated for next month, and it's getting crazy. I've been playing through one of the episodes we're going to be covering, the series The Last of Us. I'm playing through the games right now on the twitch.tv slash Oceanic 101. Links in the description. And we're going to talk all about that spooky game. And it spooked me. I got spooked. Did you really? A couple of clickers ran up on me, and I was like, "Ah!" It <laughs> happens. It's a bloater! Yeah, oh, that thing ripped no, my no, head that, open. That's fear. She's a bloater, she's a bloater. But lots of real fun episodes in October, November with the best ofs, and one big final history episode before we take a break in December and January and come back hard as the Dickens in February for season two. Hard as the as Charles as the Dickens. Dickens. Can yes. we can we come back with a like history of porn? <laughs> come back hard as the Dickens. There is a hardness to that history. We do like the history of Pornhub or something. I mean, we history could. Of Pornhub. There's a lot of history dead bodies of porn in that. stars and how they evolved. <laughs> Probably. Like, Probably, yeah, like Jenna Jameson. History of Hardcore porn. Crush. Sasha Gray. Sasha Gray. <laughs> she knows. I know who Sasha Gray is. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> That's because TJ knows Tila too. Tequila. That's what I want to talk about. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for liking, subscribing. Five stars gets you shout outs on the show. We have shout outs to give. And also, please, if you want to suggest an episode, you can join our Discord. Links in the description. And you can also. Email us, zanzizipodcast at gmail.com, for episode suggestions, and we will add them to the dossier. That's been your episode. We love you guys. Have a great one. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.